Hi and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Marcela Kunova. Each week, we bring you the most interesting conversations about the media industry and today we speak to Madhav Chinapa, a senior executive at Google. So I have one of those silly Google titles called Director of News Ecosystem Development. And what that means is that I work on different initiatives with the news ecosystem kind of under our program of the Google News Initiative, uh, or what we call it GNI. And I work around um, some of the things that we're doing in innovation uh, and some of the things that we're doing around the product side and just generally an overall dialogue with the industry. We've seen a number of initiatives from Google recently aimed at news publishers. Not only the digital news initiative, but also event sponsorships, new tools being launched. How did all this support for publishers come about? I actually am a news person. I came from the BBC and from uh, Associated Press before that. And I think, you know, when I, uh, when I was at the BBC, I, you know, it would be very difficult to communicate with Google and to understand what they were doing. And I think we've spent uh, quite a lot of time and effort trying to be a little bit better about what we are doing, to explain more, to be less of a black box. Because I think that actually what we found is that uh, a dialogue and collaboration is really the best way to build products that are good for users, good for publishers, and, and good for the ecosystem overall. What are the goals of Google News Initiative? GNI has three goals, which is um, elevating quality journalism, evolving business models, and empowering journalism through technology. And concretely, under each of those E's, as we call it, there are things that we do, whether they're products, programs, or partnerships. And so if you look at elevating quality journalism, we've done a number of product changes to, to make sure that, particularly in breaking news situations, that the quality journalism is surfaced well. I think uh, a lot of the work that we have concentrated our, our efforts on have been around the kind of evolving business models because publishers have said to us, actually, that's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is the business model. There's a big focus now on subscriptions. And so that's why we help build Subscribe with Google, uh, which is trying to take the friction out of payment both for users but also for publishers as well and keeping the publisher really at the heart of it with a very, very generous revenue share, so it's not seen as, as, as something that we're doing uh, to kind of rip off the industry. We spoke a lot about local news and challenges that small community newsrooms are facing. Tell us how about GNI helps local media industry. Uh, another big focus under GNI has been around local. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion about local. And I, I think, you know, local is in different stages of health, shall we say, in different places. Um, and it's not all doom and gloom. Um, but we're trying to work on some experiments. We started in the U.S. Uh, with McClatchy about can we experiment around the approaches and the business models that they take in local? Because we think that, you know, from everything that we've heard, that local is very different from national. And there are different issues, different challenges, different, cha- you know, different opportunities as well. Uh, how about your efforts on the global scale? There's two kind of projects that we have been doing. So we had the DNI fund, the Digital News Initiative Fund. And on that, we had, I think it was 662 projects, about 141 million euros. That was a three-year program that's coming to the end of that program. The Challenges program is a, a $30 million commitment across the regions. The one that we've actually launched and made decisions on has been Asia. In Asia, we we did 23 projects in 14 countries in the first round for just over $3 million. We've just announced the challenges in Middle East Africa and Turkey, in Latin America and North America, so we don't have any numbers on those yet. So how 
do you choose which innovation project will you support? The first thing that we do is actually have a dialogue with the industry in the region. And I'm going to use the Asia-Pacific one to illustrate that. So when we talked to publishers in Asia, one of the things they said was that reader revenue, they realized was really important and should be a part of their business portfolio. But not many people were doing much in that space. And so they said, actually, can you can you have a challenge that's focused around reader revenue? So the first step was really that dialogue and picking the theme for the challenge. And that's why we picked reader revenue based on that feedback. And then when we looked at reader revenue and the projects, we then were very conscious that, you know, Asia's massive and incredibly different, right? You know, you're going from Afghanistan to Australia. There's a lot of differences there. So we, when we look at a project, we start from the local context. So something that might be innovative for Afghanistan might not be innovative for Australia, but it still qualifies as an innovative project. You know, does it hit the, the theme of the project? Is it around reader revenue? Is there a business plan? Are there ideas there? We have um, essentially a very rigorous process where we look at all the applications that are online. At least two people do a grading of those. Those are then kind of stack ranked. And then there's a, a, a short list that is created by the project team. And then that goes to a jury, which includes people outside of Google, where they where we review all the shortlisted one to make the final decisions based on each of the individual projects, the merits of those and the local contexts of, uh, of those projects. Another major worry of the media professionals is the spread of misinformation. What does Google do to help publishers fight fake news? Our biggest concern is not really um, uh, video or images that have been manipulated. It's actually um, uh, images that particularly that are taken out of context, right? You know, so this is a riot yesterday in Bangladesh where it's actually five years ago in, in India. Um, and that's where I think, you know, tools that we have uh, like reverse image search can be very helpful. Right. And, and again, we hope that our tools are helping in this because, you know, journalists play such an important role in this. And that's where things like reverse image search and just very simple Google searches as well can really help. And that's another piece of the puzzle here is that we find that when it comes to misinformation and disinformation, actually, Google is used to check more than anything else. And, and we think that's important. What are we doing with the ecosystem and what can we do to help users? And then on our on our product, we've made a series of, of changes on our products because from our perspective, you know, F news, if you want to call it that way, on one level, and I don't mean to do it, you know, to uh, to do it down or simplify it, but that's a version of spam, right? It's news spam because what we want to do as a search engine is to make sure that we are surfacing the results for the query that you want. Uh, and disinformation, misinformation is, is not what you, what you want to get. And I think we've made a we've done a lot of work recently around breaking news situations because that's been a particular focus I think for bad actors in that situation. And that's why when you see things like for example on YouTube in breaking news situations you'll see a breaking news tab. Uh, there's other things that are we're doing to highlight that uh, across our products. The the other element that we're doing just on our products as well I would say is trying to be a bit more transparent about them as well. So recently we launched a website called How News Works. So you can go and see how we approach them. 
But we're also thinking about how do we tackle this with the ecosystem as well. We try to help and enable collaborations like CrossCheck. In Brazil, we've done things like with Comprova. We've done uh, uh, other issues, particularly around elections as well, in both India and Indonesia, you know, two of the world's largest elections. So we try to work with the ecosystem to tackle these issues because there's no one singular solution. There's no one single entity that can create that can solve this problem it's kind of an an, an ongoing battle and the, the final dimension as i said is really around users and we, we we think that media literacy is incredibly important so we've done a lot of work um uh, across the globe on this we created a, a 10 million dollar uh fund under google.org to to help media literacy we work with people like the guardian foundation newswise in the uk uh student view in the uk as well because we think that actually there's a really important part about users understanding that. And I say this, uh, you know, on a personal level, as the father of two daughters, I think it's incredibly important that we educate the, everyone about media literacy, right? My, my girls have been taught from a very young age to be safe online. I think it's really important that they're taught to be smart online as well. And we think that's a, a key important part of that. There has been a love-hate relationships between Google and publishers, as I'm sure you're aware of. Now, most of that anger comes from the fact that Google has diverted much of the advertisement revenue from newspapers, resulting in seriously diminished cash flow and some even argue important job losses. What is your take on that? Yeah, I think we strongly believe that we're a positive part of the ecosystem. And, um, and I say that from a kind of values perspective, but also from a business model perspective. And, and I, I think from a a values perspective, both the you know news publishers and Google, uh, you know, very much into access to, for information, things that may sound really cheesy, like you know that an informed citizen makes for you know a better society and all that. We have those we have those common beliefs, which I think is good. And you know, like I said, I'm a news person. I wouldn't have come to a, a technology company if I didn't believe those values are are shared. But I think the other uh, sort of almost more practical, almost more cynical view is to take a look at our business model. And I think when, and this is where there's a lot of myths out, out there, I think it's important to understand, you know, Google's role in the advertising ecosystem. And again, I must confess, I did not know this when I was working for the BBC and AP. Uh, I had to learn about this. And so when you look at the advertising ecosystem, there are really two types of uh, digital advertising, I should say. There, there are two types of things. There's performance-based and there is display or brand-based. The, the way that, you know, uh, a media agency explained it to me is like, okay, I've got, I've got a pound or a dollar. I want someone to do something or I want someone to know something or if they're being all markety, to feel something. And the publishers are really in that display space, right? And I think when you look at that market, which is the relevant market for news publishers, Google's actually just an ad tech supplier. And we have tools that are helpful for publishers to either source an ad or serve an ad. And we operate on uh, a revenue share. So, you know, our revenue shares start from about 70% and go all the way up to 95%, depending on how you use our tools. So very much, I think there's been a misunderstanding of Google's role in the ecosystem. Some of it's based on ignorance. Like I said, I didn't know about it. Some potentially could be a bit more willful ignorance, shall we say. But again, you know, at the heart of what we do as a company, and our CEO Sundar has said this much more eloquently than me, is that we are essentially an ecosystem company. If you look at, you know, Google across the web, or you look at our ad tech tools, or you look at YouTube, or you look at, you know, Play, we thrive 
when the ecosystems we operate in thrive, right? And so when I talk about news, we only make money in ad tech when publishers make money. Uh, and therefore, we're incentivized to, you know, for the health of that ecosystem and for, for publishers to make more money. And I think that's a really important understanding um, about how we approach things and how we do things, because we think that it's all about, you know, open is one of our, our values and our principles, and we believe in open ecosystems, and we believe in healthy ecosystems where we play our part. And I can give you some numbers if you want. There's always numbers, but you know, I think you know, I think last year our ad tech tools powered about fourteen billion dollars of revenue to publishers all across uh, the world, right? And again, that just goes to the fact that our tools are helpful to publishers. Uh, and even some of our strongest critics who have, you know, they have a few axes to grind, most of them actually use our tools because they are helpful and useful and have a positive ROI for them. So what can we do to build bridges between publishers and Google? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think that's, you know, it's some of the things that we've been trying to do under DNI and under GNI have been trying to build those bridges. And I got to be honest with you, I think that, uh, you know, in in the history of Google, I think we've not been very good at that. And I remember when I was at the BBC, honestly, I used to complain to people at Google about Google. And I used to say two things. One is, I don't think you quite get news. And two is, you always do it. when you do, you always do it with the New York Times and the Washington Post. And the answer I would get back is, oh, you've got to understand we're an engineering company. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really understand that. And because I'm a pretty cynical news person, I was like, ah, I'm not sure I believe that. And then when I joined Google, I actually started to understand what that meant. And then when I joined, I realized that actually, in my interpretation of that is there's a very big cultural difference. Engineers and engineering companies like to focus on the product, think about that, and, and go from there. News companies, much more expansive than that. News people, you know, like to talk to humans. Some of our engineers don't like to talk to humans. But I think there was a big cultural mismatch. And Google actually didn't have many eyes and ears and people out in the news ecosystem and people with experience when I joined. That's why I was hired, right? Because I came from the news, uh, the news industry and was able to bring that level of understanding. And there's been a number of people now at Google, many, many uh, who have come from the news industry, have experienced the news industry. And that's really, I think, helped build those bridges. And that's why I said part of my job is about the dialogue. And it's, for me, Dialogue is at the heart of everything that we do, from how we design our GNI challenges to how we think about the products that we're going to, to, to build to all the things that we're collaborating on. Because we're incentivized to help the sustainability of the news ecosystem, as I talked about. But we know that we don't have those answers, and therefore we, we get to better solutions and better ideas and better experiments through that spirit of collaboration and dialogue. So for me, the, the you know, GNI is very much about building those bridges through dialogue, through experimentation, and through iteration and working together. Madhav, what would your main message to our listeners be? We're very much open to the, the, the collaboration. So if anyone's got any brilliant ideas, please get in touch with me, madhav at google.com. Um, because we really do want to be uh, open about that. And I would very much ask that you know, people try to understand our intent and what we're trying to do. Um, and and you know, feel free to give us a, as much feedback as, as you want, um, because we're looking for that. Uh, there's a cheesy thing at, at, at Google, which is that you know, they say feedback is a gift. And actually, it really is. You know, we truly do believe that. So we're very much interested in that, that spirit of dialogue. So this was Madhav Chinapa, a Google senior executive responsible for its relationship with the news industry. Before you go, 
Don't forget to check out newsrewired.com and book a ticket for our upcoming conference taking place on 27 November in London. That's all from me today. Till next time.